Let us read from the very chapter 1 and verse 1 of Ephesians. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ by the will of God, to the saints which are at Ephesus, and to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Grace be to you and peace from God our Father and from the Lord Jesus Christ. You may be seated. Uh, I hope you remember the last part we shared before I went to uh, before I went to Nakaseke. We talked something on the book of Joshua and the book of Ephesians. Ephesians. And we said we are, as a church, we are called to enter into uh, our promised land. Just as Israel was called to enter the promised land. And the Christian world always take the promised land to be heaven. When they come to give their types. Because uh, in the Old Testament we have the shadows and types. Which have their interpretations in our time. As the Bible says that all that happened to them was to our example. So normally when they come to interpret the, uh, the promised land, I mean starting with Egypt and then entering Canaan as the promised land, they normally take the promised land to be heaven. When we shall leave this world and go to another world. But you know they are wrong. Uh, the promised land is not typed with heaven. Because when they entered the promised land which was Canaan, they, they started fighting. There was a lot of fighting. A lot of shedding of blood. And literally, if you were given any area of inheritance, it meant that's how much you're going to fight for it. Because it was occupied by the strange tribes. In heaven there shall not be any wars. There shall not be praying. There shall not be fasting. There shall not be fighting any strange element in your life. It is a place that is so perfect. That even sin cannot reach there. Temptation cannot reach there. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. So, uh, that cannot be typed with Canaan. So, the promised land is the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. Not heaven. Heaven is a promise. Guru Chisubizo. But when we talk about the promised land, 
typing the prom, the promised land that God gave the children of Israel. Amen. Which was Canaan. Beyond Jordan. Ah. It is not heaven. It is not type. It does not type heaven. It types the Holy Spirit. Meaning a believer has a journey. Also from Egypt. Which Egypt is the world. And then through the wilderness. And through her promised land. Amen. Amen. You have a promised land to possess. Amen. As you're called out of Egypt, there is a promised land for you that God has called you to possess. And you must possess it. You must enter it. If you don't, it means the whole purpose of your coming out of the world, which is Egypt, is being lost. Because all those who did not enter Canaan, they perished. But before I come to real getting in deep of that, because I, I, I intend to teach, and this is uh, in the book of adoption, we are sharing on adoption. Amen? Uh, I believe if God has led me into this teaching, to teach it, though that time, the previous service, I started on it, and ceremoniously, but it's the same thought. So I want us to, to, to start to have a, a real good deep study on this subject. Because it is the teaching that uh, grounds a believer, making him stable to know his position and where he stands. So uh, I want to give you a quote here on what is on the other side. I know you've heard about it before. You have read it about you have read about it. But it's possible there's somebody who has not heard this story. Oh somehow you you've heard it, but maybe you have lost the conscience of it. Amen. Now I want uh, I want uh, I want to read it. Uh, and if there is, uh, let me start here, and the, uh, by that, I I want to start somewhere. Then I come to the very. Thing. And if there is anything that burns within my heart, and I hope it never lives in my years to come, that I'll never forget what happened last Sunday morning, as a week, 
And it has done something to me that's, that's revolutionized my life. I do not fear. Sitia. I have not one fear of death. Death has no fear at all. And it doesn't for you if you just understood. Amen. There is somebody I wish he could hear this but he's not around. Amen. You should never fear death. Death has no fear at all. And uh, mm -hmm. uh, it doesn't for you if you, under, you just understood. Now, you'd have to have the experience to know it. Because there is no way to explain it. You cannot find words because it doesn't lay in the English dictionary or no other dictionary because it's an eternity. No yesterday, no tomorrow, it's all present tense. That is the other place the other land yonder. Amen. And it's no, I feel pretty good. And an hour from now, I don't feel no well. And another hour feel good again. It's present tense all the time. Never a cease just that glorious peace and something. That glorious peace and something. You know one time he was laying in the bed. And he was imagining how will heaven be. I fear to die. Just die. My body get in the grave and rot. And then I become a spirit. A spirit like a cloud. And then you see a flock. A uh, cloud floating. And you say that cloud is Brother Nivelle. And Miam, this cloud and that cloud is Sister Swanson. Then a voice spoke to him. Would you like to see beyond the curtain of time? He says, Yes. It would do me a lot of good. And all of a sudden, he found himself in a land. This is the experience he's talking about. And there can be no sin. There could be no jealousy. 
there could and there could be no sickness there could be nothing ever reach that heavenly shore and if I may have the privilege of saying this which maybe I do not if I do not then I pray God forgive me but if I have the privilege and it was that God let me be caught up to something to see something I would prefer to the first heaven and then I believe one in the Bible by the name I believe it was Paul that was caught up into the third heaven. He was trying to, to, put, to fix that place where he went. What heaven it must have been. He was in the, he said first or yeah. second or something. Then he said, Paul went in the third. And if it was this glorious in the first heaven, this, uh, he went, this brother Abraham talks of him, he was in the first heaven. Brother if it was this glorious in the first heavens, what does that third heaven hold? No wonder he couldn't speak of it for 14 years. He said he did not know whether he was in the body or out of the body. With that great apostle, not to share his office or to try to make ourselves anything like the like he was. But I can say with him. I don't know whether I was in this body or out of the body. Only thing, it was just as real as I'm looking at you. But do you know he was out of the body? Because he said when he reached somewhere, when he was there, he looked down below in his house and he saw his body laying there and his wife laying on the other side. He looked at his body, it was an old body but here he was smooth and younger. The other he had wrinkles, he had no wrinkles. But he, now he says it is just like I'm looking at you now. So when you go to heaven it's not like somebody in a dream and it's not like some fog vision. It is like you are here. 
Now you are where you are in church. And you are where you been the whole day at work or at home. And now you are going back home after here. So when you get to heaven, you will know that now I have come to heaven. I have come from Uganda. And now I am in heaven. And I have let Pastor Swire, Pastor Ho back there. And brothers so and so they are there. And they are going on. But now I've finished my part now over here. And one day I'll go there and I'll pick my body. Right now my body is in the grave. You will be aware of that. It is that conscious and it is that clear. Amen. Just like you are here. That is how it was and that is how it was. And I've always wondered about it. If I would pass by and I would see a little cloud floating by. A spirit and say, there goes. Brother and sister, that's Charlie and Nelly. Brother Gundi, sister Spencer. Spencer that always puzzled me. If my eyes is in the grave, decaying, rotting. If my ears is not here to hear anymore, and if my blood has all gone back and they embalmed, embalmed it, and it's in the waters or in the ground. And my mental faculties and my brain cells are all gone. Then how would I be any more than just a spirit floating around? And that worried me. That worried me. How will I like to say hello, brother Pat? Oh, how glad to see you. Hello, brother Neville. How I would like to see you. Brother Neville, but I thought, well, if I don't have anything to see with, any mouth to speak with, it's rotten. It's it, it's dust. How would I be able to say hello, brother Pat? Hello, brother Neville. So oh, so hello, brother Hi, Charlie. But now I know that that's wrong. For it is written in the scripture, which I say is no contrary. For if this other tabernacle be dissolved, we have another already waiting. Another tabernacle that has eyes. Ears, lips, mental faculties. If this other table be dissolved, it has a body that can't feel and can't talk. Now, 
Blessed be the name of the Lord. Now that is heaven. When we die we go to that state. And we go to that such place. But this is only for the believers. Amen. So that is not canon. Amen. Amen. Because there, we don't fight. There, we are not tempted. There, we don't pray. We don't fast. We don't uh, suffer this and that. There are no enemies to fight and to overcome. No, we don't occupy the land by fighting for it. We just find ourselves in that perfect place. Amen. But the promised land canon is the Holy Spirit. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So that means as a church as believers we have a land spiritually to possess to inherit while we are here on earth before our earthly labors and are ended. God has called us from Egypt and taking us to Canaan. And we must know very well what our canon is. Our canon is the Holy Spirit. Amen. We shall see quotes for that. Our canon is the Holy Spirit. And uh, this, this is what I want you to see. The message of the very much promised it was very much promised. It is promise. The Old Testament ends with a promise of I will send you Elijah the prophet. And he will turn the hearts of the children to the fathers. I mean, he will turn the heart of the fathers to the children. And the heart of the children to the fathers. Now we know that first part of turning the heart of the fathers to the children it was done by John the Baptist when he turned the concept of the Old Testament believers the worshippers of that time who worshipped under the shadow Shadow of the law to show them of the coming thing. There he was turning the heart. Their heart. Their heart. To the children. But the promise does not end with that. The promise goes also and to turn the heart of the children to the father. And now turning the heart of the children to the fathers. It meant that the children are us. The believers of the end time 
to turn our heart to our uh, fathers who are the original Pentecostals. The original Pentecostal church is the one that we find in the book of Acts. The one we find started with the New Testament. Amen. That church where we find Peter. Where we find Paul. Where we find the gospel. Where we find the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Where we find baptism in water. In the name of Jesus Christ. Where we find saints and wonders. Where we find the teaching of the New Testament. That church. Now. Our heart was to be turned there. Amen. So that we see the way they saw things. We get the same focus the way they were focused. The same aim. The same vision that they had. Amen. And also. To literally be the way they were. Amen. Exactly that church, the way it looked like, the way they worshipped, as the Bible says, containing for the faith that was once delivered to the saints. What is that faith? Are you with me? When the Bible says that we are to earnestly contend to the faith that was once delivered to the saints. What is that faith? How many have ever read that message? Now, if you read that message and you understood it, you understood it means a faith where God is presence is with his people. A faith where the power of God is with God's people. A faith where the miracles and the signs and wonders are with the people of God. A faith where Hebrews 13 8 is alive. The Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. A faith where Mark 16 is alive. And these signs shall follow them that believe. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall lay their hands on the sick. And the sick shall recover. If they take a deadly thing, it shall not harm them. That is the faith. Amen. That is a faith that was once delivered to the saints. People understand it. Some other people understand it. As a matter of having the right doctrine restored. Go ahead. 
Present the power of God, the realities of God Gari, in the church. Now, the doctrine came as a seed that was going to yield a crop. And that crop would be the faith. That doctrine was a seed planted to yield a crop called Pentecost. Amen. And that Pentecost is the faith. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So if you stop on the doctrine, then you have a seed. But a seed as a seed, uh, it is no good until it is put in the ground. And the right conditions are given to it. And then it produces what is in it. Blessed be the name of the Lord. Amen. If you have a seed of a tree, you will not get shed from that seed until that seed is put in the ground and it gets the right conditions. Then it produces the tree that is in it. So, the prophet of this age, Elijah the prophet, had to get that seed that the apostles had and he plants it. Now, what did Jesus say? Upon this rock, I'll build my church. Meaning, at that time, the churches wasn't there. But he had believers. He had followers. But the church was not there. When did the, when did the church come up? On that Pentecost. That's when it came up. That's when that promise God fulfilled. I will. Future. Now when did it come to pass? On the Pentecost. Amen. But for the three and a half years. What was he doing? He was teaching. He was planting the seed. And that seed. Was to bring forth that church. On the Pentecost. The church came up. It started. Now the prophet. Was to come. And get the same teaching. Which the word of God is a seed. And then plant that seed. Being sure that every seed will bring forth after its kind. If you want that book of Acts Pentecostal church you will not plant Catholicism. You will not 
plant Pentecostalism. You will not plant Anglicanism. Oh, Baptist. You will plant the doctrine that they had the teaching the sin that they had and if you plant it when it comes up it will produce the crop that they had exactly amen so that's what he did now uh, before that previous teaching we gave an example of where the church of where the church must reach amen, amen. and in this subject we shall continue to see what the church must become in this subject here the prophet said it's, there is a church coming. It's just almost around the corner that you can almost stretch your hand to feel it. It will be like the very ministry of Jesus Christ. And he said, they will speak missing limbs. Limbs is not fit. Yeah, somebody lost a hand. And you speak. And, he, and that hand grows. Somebody lost a a leg. And it is the word is spoken. And the leg grows. And then he said, A brother will come to a brother and say, Brother, my crops are burning. And then the brother will say, Brother, I give you rain in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ. And rain will go and rain in his field. That's the church that is coming. In many other places, he says, I'm looking for a church that will be so filled with God that sin cannot hide there. Not even an evil thought. That if somebody came with the wrong thing, he ran to the altar to confess, to repent. Because if he doesn't, all the same, the Spirit of God is going to call it out. You did this. In another place he said the time of Ananias and Sapphira will repeat. Now when you look at all those promises and many others you go church after church here in this country. And and many other places. Get the promises where they say. 
compare with our churches. You don't see it. You don't see it. But it doesn't mean that there is nothing that has happened. No. Something is happening. Amen. Because the word of God watches his word. God watches his word to fulfill it as rain comes from heaven and it does not return until it has done what it is sent for. So is my word, says the Lord. So if that's what the word said, it will come to pass. Now, that church Amen? The way he describes it in many, many, many ways it is the book of Acts Pentecostal Church. Because he had that spirit of Elijah on him to restore the heart to return to turn the hearts of us children to our fathers. That's why he was speaking like that. By that, he was turning our heart to look at that. That is what God calls a church. That is what he produced in the beginning. If you want to see what God is going to do, look at what he did. Because God does not change and his word changes not. So the kind of church he had in the beginning is the kind of church he will have at the end. But now are we there? We are. That is our promised land. Amen. I believe. I just believe. We are kind of late. We ought to be taking it now. There is a time when they, they were on the other side. They were on the other side. And they were seeing Canaan on, on the other side of Jordan. And they were just going around the same place so long. And God rebuked them. And told them. You have taken too long around this mountain. In other words, we the church also, we are taking long around here. But the pro our land is on the other side. We must enter there. We must possess it. We must inherit it. Amen. We must take our positions in that land. Now, that is the land. Amen. That is the land. Now, I don't believe that every uh, that every ministry will reach it, will take it. 
And I don't believe that every minister that is preaching this message, his heart has been turned. Because some of them preach that you no longer need even to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. There is no need for believers to speak in tongues. There is no even no need for the miracles and signs. Even gifts of the Holy Spirit. There is no need. What we needed was one thing we got and we got it. And that was the one. To me, if you just have that kind of understanding it's like you have gotten the message and pulled out God and you give us a shell if you take away the supernatural the baptism of the Holy Spirit the pill of fire sins and wonders Pentecost the gifts of the Holy Spirit and you pull them out of the message and you just preach the doctrine and then you say this is the message you are giving us a shell you are pulled out God and you are giving us a shell and there is a lot of that going on around around and around around the world but brother that is the land and I don't believe that we have literally entered there amen because many people say yes Elijah came and he turned our hearts our heart, he turned our heart. So to them, all oh, that promise is fully complete. Yes, Elijah came. He gave us the word. And that word turns our heart. But when the heart is turned, then what happens? You should be there. If you've been going to, if your heart turns to go to ginger, is that enough? Just for the heart turning? If your heart turns to leave Kampala and go to the village, if your heart, if your heart was to turn to go to the village and stay in the village, your heart turns. You will be in Kampala, but your heart is not in Kampala. Your heart is in the village. You are just waiting for the moment and the conditions to act right for you to be there. But it's it is not enough. What is enough is when you are literally where your heart is turned. So even the church should be literally. Amen. In the position where our fathers were. Where were they? Bariwa. Silver and gold I have none. Where were they? Bariwa. Ananias and Sapphira. Somebody could not go and lie and, and come and worship with them. Somebody could not go and commit adultery and come and worship with them. Amen. He will be revealed. That will be revealed. The Holy Spirit was there and His presence was there lighting the church. Amen. And as we said that the book of Ephesus parallels 
It runs parallel. With the book with 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 with, with Joshua. Because Joshua takes them to the promised land. So Joshua, Joshua gives them the promised land. The book of Joshua is a book when they were taking their positions. Taking their land. And now the book of Ephesians, it parallels that. Now, when they entered the promised land, crossing Jordan, it was a perfect walk there. No, they had to have a perfect walk there. Amen? Whereby, if they did any mistake, it was so sensitive that death would come immediately until they clear that problem. They remove that Amen? Here is Joshua promised, I will be with you. And one of you will chase a hundred. And uh, you will have total victory. And here he goes to fight. And the victory comes just not proper. They get men die. That is not victory. And then Joshua knows there is something wrong. Then it caused everything to a standstill. We must find out. This is not what we are promised. We were not promised to lose people. We were promised to, lose, to have sort of victory. In other words, we were promised. This sense of follow them that believe. Shall I hands on the sick and recover? Why is it not happening? Something is wrong. And they started looking, checking, scrutinizing where the wrong was and truly they discovered it. The wrong is here. That is now perfect work. And when they removed it, then God came again. Victory again. You know, prevailed. That is a perfect walk. Amen. Now here is the book of Ephesians. He says. To the faithful in Christ. Jesus. This teaching. Is not to the sinners. We are preaching to the sinners. This teaching now, this that we are sharing now, it is not to the sinners. The book of Ephesians is not to the sinners. It to the faithful in Christ Jesus. Amen. Verse 4, according as he has chosen us in him before the foundation of the world. That we should be holy and without blame before him in love. 
This is a teaching to such kind of people. They are already in Christ Jesus. They were chosen in Christ Jesus. To be holy. And they are faithful. Those are the people. Not to the drunkards. Not to the sinners. Not to the harlots. Not to the liars. Amen. Amen. To the faithful. This is now entering the promised land. Oh, blessed be the name of the Lord. That's where we are. Now that is our, our promised land. Taking the land is when you receive the Holy Spirit and not only receive the Holy Spirit but when you receive the Holy Spirit you get your position in the Holy Spirit He places you and you fight for that land and you fully occupy it that is our promised land. And as a church, as believers, we are to enter there and we are in Pentecost. When our hearts are turned, when our heart is turned, then we are where the heart is turned. Amen? We are there. We can say this church is like the other church. Finally, when we are where our heart is turned, we shall have testimonies here that are matching with the testimonies there. And when we testify, it can write another book of Acts. Amen. If somebody can gather the testimonies to write about the condition of the church here, then and you read the book of Acts and you read this testimony that has been written you see it is the continuation you see this church is the continuation of the other that is how it must be amen so now I've tied it with Joshua. If you notice Israel was brought up out of Egypt. And there are three stages of their journey. One stage was leaving Egypt. The next stage was the wilderness. And the next stage was Canaan. Now, Canaan does not represent the age of the millennium. It only represents the age of the overcomer. The dispensation of overcoming. Because in Canaan, they killed and burned two cities. And they were put to death in the millennium. 
But another thing that it does It brings up justification by faith After they believed in Moses And left Egypt Sanctification For following another pillar of fire And the atonement Of the sacrificial arm in the wilderness And entering in into a land that has been promised. Now this is Egypt. Amen. They are called from here. And here there is a wilderness. They are going through the wilderness. And here there is Jordan. And they enter Canaan. How many stages are these? It is one. It is two. It is three. Amen? So, the church, the believer, you were in Egypt. The message found you in Egypt. Amen? Amen. And then the message called you out. Here you came out. And Moses. And then you go through the wilderness. This coming out. Is justification. And this wilderness here. It purges you. And here you are getting your sanctification. And here you get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Here, this Jordan means death. Meaning when you reach here, you die. There is a death here. You cannot enter into Canaan without death. That's why many of you you have lived long knowing you don't have the Holy Spirit and you are not getting him and you don't have him because you are scared of dying. There is a death here. You have to stay on the altar and repent and cry and plead and labor and die. Amen. You die there. Actually, when you go there on the knees, you are ready even to die physically if you don't get it. If I don't get him, let me die. And as you stay there in praying to receive the Holy Spirit, there you die. The old man dies. And when he dies, this is Jordan now crossing Jordan. You get the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And when you receive the Holy Spirit, you have crossed into Canaan. But as you cross into Canaan, you must possess. So there, you are just beginning to fight. That's why some of you, you claim to have received the experience of the Holy Spirit. And here you have no fruit of the Holy Spirit to show. Amen. Amen. 
You cannot show anything. You look as barren as that barren tree that Jesus cast. Because if you entered Canaan, then you are going to fight. Amen. And you go to Joshua. Give me my mountain. Caleb when he went to Joshua and said, Give me my mountain. He told him, I remember 40 years ago. When I crossed here with you. And yet, even now, I am as strong as I was then. Now give me my mountain. Meaning, I can still fight. I am ready to fight. And I fight those strange tribes that occupy my mountain. Amen. And when he was given Hebron, Hebron, it was not vacant. It had sons of Anak. It had giants. He had to fight them. Kill them, slay them, burn their cities. Occupy the vines and the plantation that were on that mount. Blessed be the name of the Lord. So if you are there, you claim you receive the Holy Spirit. Where is joy? It's not there. Where is peace? It's not there. Where is the anointing? It's not on you. Where are the gifts of the Holy Spirit? Never on you. Where is speaking tongues? Never on you. Where is the shout of the king in your life? Never in you. Where is the power of God? Never there. You are as dry as any other person. Do you know? Uh, do you know? Uh, oh, this, this, huh? This one who stole the Babylonian garment was called who? Akan. Do you know Akan died in the promised land? So it was not just, uh, just entering. No, you have to enter and you fight and there is a perfect walk to make and possess. Now, what is the land promised to the New Testament believer? The promise is the Holy Spirit. For it shall come to pass in the last day, Joel 2, 28, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters shall prophesy upon my handmaids and upon my maid servants. Will I pour out my spirit and they shall prophesy and I'll show wonders in the heavens above and in the earth pillars of fire and smoke and vapor. And Peter said on the door of Pentecost after taking his text and preaching repent every one of you and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission for the remission to remit is to forgive to take away all back the trespasses take the amen for this promise is unto you children children that are far off as men as the Lord has now 
That is the promised land. That is the promise of the believer. Are you with me? Why are you so weak? And so dry. And so boring and yawning. Until somebody says amen and you can't say amen. The problem you are in the wilderness. Now, what is the land, the promised land in the New Testament? Let me repeat again. Now, what is the promi- what is the land promised to the New Testament believer? The other ones were promised, they were promised Canaan. The other people. Canaan. That was their promised land. And when they left Egypt, they left Egypt with that in target. With that in purpose. With that in aim. The heart, their heart was turned to that. I will send Elijah the prophet and will turn the heart of the children to the fathers. So their heart also when they were here their messenger came he turned their heart to hear. But you know some of them went still with their heart being here. Why did you bring us out? Wasn't there graves? We used to eat melons there. We used to eat this and that. Let's get commanders to take us back. Their heart did not turn. But there were believers. True believers whose hearts were whatever you did, they will not go back to Egypt. They would rather die going forward. There were only two Joshua and Caleb. Those are the children whose heart was turned. The rest came out in flesh. Even in the message, there are others who have come just in the flesh. They came out of the denomination, but the denomination is still in them. They don't know why they even came out. So even if they reach there, they start complaining. These church things are hard. The word is hard. There are so many rules. Their heart is still in Egypt. Amen. So, Bali Kanani, Egypt, they were promised Canaan. Right, ngo chali wano. As you, when you're still there, ngo Musa. You've received Moses's message. Wanokfunomutima. You had to receive a heart. Omutima, a heart. Wokulowaza of thinking. Jaja Abraham Uyali. The grandfather Abraham. Jaja Abraham Uyasinkana Malaika. Where Abraham met the angel. Jaja Yakobo. Uh, my grandfather Jacob. Uyasinkana Malaika. Where he met the angel. 
Not about, not about, and you saw ladders coming from heaven coming to earth back and forth in sale that country where the angels go up and down in sale that country where God does miracles in sale that country a strong country God is not here in Egypt we just see idols we just see gods opening up their mouths we just see fish gods but there's a country where God meets his people where he met our grandfather where angels meet believers their heart had to be in Canaan whereas he's still in Egypt and by the time he leaves the heart is already there in Canaan Elijah the prophet is coming to turn our heart from there to here but the turning of the heart is not just reaching there I've just received this revelation from here. Hallelujah! This is where I get my sermons from. I go where I always go and they do great things. I just feel I should preach this sermon in Imbali. Amen. When you received the message of Moses, your heart, Moses came, the God of our grandfathers met me. I found him in a burning bush. And he told me, I'm the God of Abraham. I'm the God of Isaac. I'm the God of your grandfather Jacob. I have heard the cries of my people and I have come to deliver them. To take them to the country that I gave to your grandfathers. When you received Moses like this and you had that summon, that summon had to turn your heart. It had to give them a heart to go back. And however much they would hit you the next day and step upon you and they hit you. You would know that I'm just here for the short time. I'm going back. We are going to our place. Our grandfather has a land. A big land. The other side in Canaan. Where he met God. Hallelujah. Where he was going to offer our grandfather Isaac. And God told him. There is a lamb. And he called the place Jehovah Jireh. Meaning to go to that place. And I want to see that mountain. Which is called Jehovah Jireh. Our God has come to deliver us. Soon we are going back. I had had to be the other side. In Kenya, I met a brother. He was just from Israel. 
He gave me gifts which were written on Jerusalem and he showed me pictures where he took which he took in Jerusalem. And he told me, Do you see this, place, this mountain? This is where Joshua stood. And he told the moon, stand still. Sun, stand still. Do you see this city? This is the old city of Jericho. And I saw Jesus entering Jericho. And I saw Zacchaeus. And I saw Jerusalem. And I said, really? In the millennium, we are going to be in Jerusalem. To even change your way of reading the word. It will even change the way you think or where you put your thoughts. It will even control your life. You will hate sin. Hallelujah. Why? You're thirsting to see that church. To enter that church. That's where we are going. That's our promised land. Message believer. A message believer. That is where we are going. You should not be lied to that you reached. That is where we are going. If you have not received the Holy Ghost, let even your heart be there already. Amen. And make sure you don't die in the wilderness. Because if you die in the wilderness, you're lost. God bless. There are many things that I would share. I wanted us to share a lot. But we are, it's like we're in the first or oh, one paragraph. That is where we are supposed to go. That is the promised land of a believer. Hallelujah. God bless you. Yeah. <laughs>